0: you are listening to the two and out cfl podcast a proud member of the canadian football podcast network
1: oh Spolumbos! i'm like that's a terrible choice that's what you need now is more red meat but grab some poutine and a double
0: double it's time for the two and out cfl podcast now they have to kick it out and they do every week travis Kura. does anybody still care about Podcast. And Brazilian Tide Hunters are people too Talk fantasy football Bring you the latest in CFL news And sprinkle in a little bit of nonsense Are you kidding? This is unbelievable Ready, set, hunt And we are part of the Alberta Podcast Network Powered by ATB I'm Travis Curra with Brazilian Tide we're, we're recording in the same room for the third time? <laughs> Yeah, I think that's fair. Third, I actually sound better than I thought I would.
1: <laughs> you know, the amount of yelling that you did last night, so that the entire table could hear you, was somewhat of a feat. Well, I had to- almost go down the lore, the 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 annals of Grey Cup history. Uh, you know, like Brown's catch. <laughs> uh, you know the <laughs> the the banks getting the penalty. On the, on the return that didn't need to be thirteenth like, man the 13th man Stra- and Strebler tonight. Your performance last night at Spirit of Edmonton, I thought there was no
0: way we'd be recording today. I think the feat is you getting kicked out of Spirit of Edmonton. I didn't know that was possible. Ne- neither did I. <laughs>
1: uh, I thought you were allowed to puke and rally. I thought that was a thing, but apparently it wasn't.
0: There have been people I've seen sleeping, you know, well, passed out, whatever, mm-hmm. and they lived to fight another day, but not you, my friend.
1: Nope. Um, you know, and I gave my drinks to our buddy Neely, and he just never saw me again.
0: <laughs> so hopefully he had a good time. It wasn't Friday just night. Spirit of Emerson I got kicked out of, I got kicked out of the whole convention center. That's true. Uh, <laughs> overall... 107th gray cup in calgary how did you like the festival i thought it was it was nice to have everything uh in one spot
1: uh usually like we saw in some cities where the each team like had to go and rent a bar out yeah uh we've seen that before and you know spirit of edmonton is very rarely if ever with the rest of the team parties uh and don't know what happened why the they played nice with Calgary, or Calgary played nice with them this year. Uh, but having them in the convention center was awesome. The only thing I didn't like is that each party was its own individual cover charge instead of just selling a day
0: pass. Yeah, that would be way better. They did it in Regina in 2013. And if this is the way things are going to be going forward, mm-hmm. I would like to see that weekend pass. Well, I, I went to, so we went to on Manitoba on the
1: Friday, yep. this is where the whole debacle started, drinking doubles at noon. <laughs> and then I went with a couple people, and we just put a scarf around my head, and they led me through the girls' bathroom to
0: the to the Atlantic Schooners party. So we didn't have to pay a cover. By Saturday night, people had that figured out. Yeah, and security just gave up. There was an open tunnel between the Lion's Den and, and Spirit, Spirit of Edmonton, Edmonton. on Saturday. Yeah. I don't really think there were many... Maybe I'm crazy here, but there were many capacity problems with you know five-hour lines or anything no. like that. We'll see if that happens in Regina next year. I mean, Ryderville will be a gong show as usual. The but fact that they were in the game in 13 I think that made a huge difference yep. to that. But I don't think there were any capacity issues. But that's not to say things weren't well attended. They no. were. Yeah, the city of Calgary. I mean, these festivals they don't go off like this if the locals don't. Uh, support them. The 10-degree Saturday definitely helped. That, but oh, yeah, I mean, we didn't take a jacket with us. Yeah, the locals were really behind this thing. Mm-hmm. So props to Calgarians for being really hospitable, uh, other than the ones at the game. Yeah, but <laughs> we'll get to that. <laughs> well, we're not going to paint everybody with the same brush. But uh, Tune Out Live went on Thursday, and... Oh, that was just so much fun. Uh, some people saying your mom was the best guest in podcast history. Not only CFL podcast history, but just podcast, podcast history. history. And everybody and their dog has a podcast, so that's saying something. <laughs> um, I could think of, like, a couple <laughs> that were better. I guess what really blew my mind is how prepared. She had, like, four pages of notes. Yeah. Handwritten. Like, God forbid you buy a printer. <laughs> <laughs> so that was a lot of fun. Uh thank thank you if you came out to check that out, but uh we were able to donate $700 to Wellspring Calgary, the CFL Fans Fight Cancer event went on Saturday at Melrose Cafe uh on the Stampede grounds and talk about well attended. We well, shouldn't even be at a table. No. So we made our donation and went to the Great Cup Food Hall, and that really got us through Saturday. Well, I mean, we sat there for
1: three hours. We were able to watch a Vanier Cup, got some vegetables from Subway. Um, well, my vegetables were pickles. Yeah, like oh, Spolumbos. I'm like, that's a terrible choice. That's what you need now is more red
0: meat. But <laughs> oh, I made it through this weekend, and the game came, and uh, yeah, we'll get to that game right away here. You know what? I, I thought we would have another day like Saturday. It really cooled down. Mm-hmm. I really was not prepared for it. So this uh, cold, I'm sure tomorrow it'll be full on man cold and I, I won't even be able to tie my shoes. So I'll need help with that tie. That's not my that's not my position. Like That has nothing to do with me. Your wife is here. Okay. Yes, she <laughs> is here. We should mention that we're in the Airbnb and pizza is on the way. So it's been a while. I don't know if she's actually... Ordered it?
1: Yeah, I think she lied. (laughs) She's wearing noise-canceling headphones, so she can't hear us. Yeah. Oh, she can hear us. Never mind.
0: (laughs) (laughs) So we'll see if we get interrupted by pizza soon, because uh, it's always good to be interrupted by pizza. Let's talk about the game that went down Mm -hmm. at McMahon Stadium. We didn't really talk about our strategy going into this stadium, but it was clear we get to our seat an hour and a half before the game and do not leave. Yeah, because that place is a (laughs) hole. (laughs) Hey, the bathroom we found seemed new. (laughs) One new thing. (laughs) Um, And even –
1: sorry, Randy Ambrose even said it, that hopefully this is the last one in McMahon because it can't – it literally can't handle this. Um, Like, I didn't drink, like, even water today because I'm like, I'm not leaving to to go go to to the the bathroom. bathroom. It's going to take forever. Um, you know the aisles are small yeah there's just the one concourse and it's narrow as all hell uh it it sucks it's a dump and everybody knows it and yeah we we got there and my feet got sore or not sore but numb i guess from just sitting for hours on end
0: was that why I couldn't feel
1: my uh, might have been although
0: I was up and dancing more than you. Yes. But the the two degree I didn't, I didn't have much region. to cheer about. Yeah. So there was that. So it's not only the game itself, but it was your bet three sixty five account. Yes. That <laughs> that prevented you from cheering. Yes. Okay. Bombers win thirty three to twelve. Um you you could have said that, yeah, I think the Bombers are going to win this. I don't think you could have said they were just going to dominate the Tide cats in every phase of this game. Yeah, right off the hop, the defense was just
1: out of, out of their minds. Uh, you know, Jefferson and Drake Nevis doing everything they could. And then as the game went on, when Jackson Jeffcoat starts making
0: plays, you know that defense is on a roll. Like... Jefferson won most outstanding defensive player on Thursday, and I think just about every uh, award that we, you know, surveyed the crowd with at two and out live ended up being right. Mm -hmm. Actually, Um, but Jefferson and people are arguing whether it would be him or Charleston Hughes, but both players kind of faded down the last third of the season. But Jefferson showed up here.
1: It, it was evident from the start that, that they were ready to go, and the Tiger Cats offensive line played some of the worst football I've ever seen.
0: Well, the Cats And didn't make any adjustments. Just like the Stampeders chose the play. Well, I don't know if they chose it, but ended up having their worst game of the season against the Bombers in the playoffs. The Cats just happened to have their worst game of the season in the Great Cup.
1: Mm-hmm. And and that's the thing. It's it's such a crapshoot when it's a one-game game Championship, uh, it's really hard for the best team to win that because it, it's one day. You you see it in hockey, yeah, the best team usually wins. It's seven game series. You know, it takes a lot of variables out. Uh, the one variable we didn't have this year was the field conditions. Uh, so I mean, the, the bombers when Jefferson, like the first series, oh yeah, I think it was pretty evident that Jefferson was taking this game over, and they were leaving island and island.
0: Oh yeah. And he was getting embarrassed. It was it was just a rough game from the Ticats O-line that has been a source of strength this season. Mm-hmm. Some kind of saying that this is the maybe one of the strongest offensive lines in the in the CFL. The pizza is here. There is there is a god. So mm-hmm. uh Make sure you chew with your mouth closed, Ty. I wasn't even gonna chew, I was just gonna <laughs> <laughs> So enjoy that. But yeah, the that offensive line for the Ty Cats has been his strength. Yeah. And crumpled
1: here. Uh six sacks Ooh. for fifty seven yards, five of those on first down. So you know, starting me on the eight ball like that, not a recipe for success. And and I know Dane Evans was getting upset, and it looked like he was mad at him at himself uh, for a lot of those sacks. But I, I'm laying those sacks. There wasn't a lot of sacks that were. Um, him holding onto the ball him too long. The ball. Or- it was because the O line sucked, and there's. I'm, I'm sorry, but they were awful. The first- In pass protection.
0: Well, yeah, because that, that was where the Ticats were able to succeed here, mm-hmm. was running the ball, and nobody has been able to do that against them this year. Tyrell Sutton had over almost eight yards of carry. Yeah, and them as a team averaged
1: 6.7. And I mean, to, to put up 6.7 yards per carry is really good. I mean, Winnipeg put up 6.6 6 with Andrew Harris, but, you know, when you talk about Hamilton, you don't talk about a strong running game. No, and uh, and, but the, at the same time, they didn't have a choice <laughs> because Winnipeg's D line—they could just send four and drop everybody back into coverage. And then Bangs gets hurt after going six of seven. Addison kind of is a non-factor. Mike Jones makes the drop uh, yeah, at if the goal catch line. That catches me. That's a totally different game. Yeah. Uh, Anthony Coombs only gets one target. Like they were. <laughs> I, the, the and, it, and it, i think it all stemmed from the offensive line plays it was so bad that it's really hard to get going but it was it was not a good it was
0: not a good outing well yeah the, the first drive of the game it ends in a tie cats interception mm-hmm. and then the second one is a fumble mm-hmm. but i think the deciding factor here was the tie cats were stopped twice on third and one mm-hmm. and, and they and, were perfect up until this point and not even close yeah they got they went
1: nowhere. Yeah, they the the whole o line got submarined. And like if if you're going to if the defensive line is going to get that low, good luck. Uh they turned the ball over technically seven times. Three of the three of them were on on down, so they don't count those as turnovers, but two two picks, two fumbles. Those fumbles were strip sacks. Oh yeah. Yeah. So and I mean yeah, Winnipeg turned the ball over on downs at the end of the game on purpose. Yeah, they did because who, who? They didn't care anymore. They're just like whatever. And Straveler's limping out there like a like a horse in the backstretch of the stampede. Like I, it was it was just so. The, this is and I said it. This is probably the best team I've ever seen playing the CFL right now. Fifteen and three. They right. they literally could have done anything they wanted during the year. And they d- they came
0: out and laid an absolute egg in this one. Okay, let's just take a break here and come back, talk the rest of this game. This episode of Tune Out is brought to you by the TELUS World of Science Edmonton, home of the Canadian debut of Marvel, Universe of Superheroes. The exhibition runs until February 17th in Edmonton. It's got more than 300 artifacts, costumes, props, and interactive elements to bring the Marvel Universe to life. Learn the story of Marvel and its influence on visual culture. Buy your tickets today. Tell us world of science, Edmonton.ca. And if you're coming from out of town, there is a hotel deal on the website. It's the only place in Canada right now where you can see this exhibition. Visit tell world of science, Edmonton.ca. Now we all had Zach Kalaros winning the gray cup for the Winnipeg blue bombers after being traded twice. Right? I think that's a fair statement Yeah, I think we all saw this coming.
1: <laughs> i know like it's the journey that's always <clears throat> unpredictable it's the climb yeah <laughs> um i'm i'm 100 percent sure he has another concussion
0: oh. after his interview
1: with shinetti that was awful that
0: was something else like it was was he already was, drinking out of it the it made me uncomfortable yeah that was really strange now like I, I was saying, the, the the journey is always unpredictable. Here, um, there were a number of people. You and I had it in June as well. The Bombers beating the TyCats in the Grey Cup, yes, one hundred percent. And I think mostly, and I chickened out because of the continuity in yeah. Yeah. Winnipeg and the weak East division in Hamilton. That they would be able to just run rough shot all over them and finish mm-hmm. for its place. 15 and three I don't think we saw that coming
1: well and, and especially after you know middling seasons uh, even yeah. with the, even with the turnaround uh, I didn't see 15 wins I was thinking like you know they'll get 11 or 12 kind of run away with the division yeah. still yeah uh, you know and Mon- Montreal was a revelation uh, but I like the way that they won games this year and the way they put up points basically at will
0: I just didn't see how they were gonna get stopped. Oh, yeah, Tommy Condell has turned himself into a hot uh, head coaching prospect with the way the offense was in Hamilton, but the defense, too. Mm -hmm. Mark Washington has now become a Mm -hmm. buzzy name Mm -hmm. uh, heading into the offseason as well, and with BC, possibly Edmonton, Ottawa, apparently Toronto. It's keeping Chamberlain around. That's what it seems like right now, which doesn't make much sense. Uh, yeah, They might as well just burn that stadium to the ground right now. <laughs> How many games did the Argos win in 2020? Two. Zach Caleros is their quarterback? Dakota Prukop. Dakota Prukop. I'm fascinated to see what happens with Caleros. The,
1: I think Matt Nichols is out, and it's, Calero, it's the Caleros and Straveler show.
0: Wow. Sorry, what was it, Stravlaros? I like that. (laughs) And without a broken foot uh, next year, because that guy's a warrior. There's no Mm -hmm. way around it. It was ridiculous. Uh, People, the the Stamps fan okay, I know we're going to get into it. (laughs) Let's just get into it now. Let's just get
1: into it now. I have never had such a terrible experience at a Grey Cup as I had at the game today. And we didn't have seats our seats didn't exist in Winnipeg in 2015. <laughs> the people in our section were some of the most ignorant, dumbest, annoying, annoying people I've ever had the displeasure of meeting. It was awful.
0: I hope they didn't see my two and out button on my. Jizy. I hope they
1: didn't. I hope they listen because they know who they are. <laughs> and
0: and they ruined war games. That's true. We've been able to avoid all of the wrestling spoilers this weekend. Mainly because we've been drinking our faces off. And then the guy behind you at the the stadium. You you can't even plan that. No, but you shouldn't have to. Yeah, yeah. Um,
1: The Bomber fans, I give a pass to. Uh, We were in Regina in 2013. We were those people. Right. Um,
0: But... I, I found them mostly... Well... There were some getting arrested. Yes. Just That is fair. But for the most part, pretty <clears throat> well I mean, behi-
1: behaved. But I mean they they were finally out of the colony and in, in public. Right. Right, they were they were away from home for the first time and they saw electricity and got all excited. So, like I under, I get it, but the guys behind us were stamps fans and yeah. seemed to have no clue. Like, I, they were yelling, like, why is Trevor saying this? Like Because they've done it all year. He's played the last three months on it with a broken foot. Yeah, he's limping, but is he getting the job done? A broken foot's not going to end your career.
0: No. There's no more games after this. Yeah, he's got lots of time to recover. Like, just shut up. Yeah. And
1: if I hear more people bitch about Andre Pru and I have no reason for it other than the fact that he's French... I'm gonna I'm gonna start punching people in the face because I'm so tired of it. He had a beauty game. They had no really big missed calls. No. Nope. Uh, you know they set the precedent early with the unnecessary roughness call on Willie Jefferson. Yeah. Uh, I like them calling it a touchdown. Let the command center take the look. Right. I think that's I think that's the way we should be doing it. And the same with turnovers, unless it's pretty clear that Evan's arm was coming forward and they anyway. Didn't blow the whistle on that. So so stuff like that. You know, only five accepted penalties, no big misses, no challenges. Uh and you know, and and Andre Pru's crew keeps the pace of the game going. That's yes, it what was. I found. It yeah. was it was it was just over three hours, three hours and seven minutes. It's not the quickest game we've ever witnessed, but there wasn't a lot of drawn out stuff. No. no. Uh, and the only problem people have with Andre Pru is that he's French and he says turned down. That is literally the only reason that people don't like him.
0: You bring up the penalties. That, to me, shows the discipline with a Mike O'Shea team that he's been able to mm-hmm. put together in this playoff run where they've forced over, what, double digit turnovers and didn't commit one in the playoffs? The Bombers won their three games by a combined
1: score of like 88 to 35 or 36 or something like that, did not turn the ball over.
0: First like, third place team to do it since oh five. This is a run we're not we're never gonna see this again.
1: And I, I say that knowing that it, it could full well happen, but it's one of those things where this is you know, Gretzky's fifty and thirty nine. Right? Like it's just so rare for a team to be this dominant. It was a special team and yes. it's it's cool that, to see
0: That was it. Team the operative yes. word. Balanced uh, from top to bottom. Yep. Uh, the coaching, I mean, Richie Hall has—he's been on the hot seat in Winnipeg mm-hmm. over the last five years or so. Sometimes mm-hmm. the season would end, and it was just rough—you know, breakdowns and coverage and things like that. But mm-hmm. his defense during the playoffs here—they they were awesome. They started playing sticks defense in the third quarter, right. Where they're only sending four guys, the
1: linebackers are on the first down markers. Like, but their defensive line is so freaking good that they can do that. I don't think he hasn't had this defensive line before. Makes a huge difference that, and, and covers up, not necessarily covers up for a lot of stuff, but makes their job in the in the defensive backfield way easier.
0: Yeah, because and Adam Big Hill can do everything. He he hasn't yeah. had the flashy plays that he did a year ago, but and he didn't need to. Yeah, that's right? true. Like they have Jefferson and Drake Nevis, and
1: Nevis only plays half the defensive snaps. Really, he won't. He doesn't play. Sec- he doesn't play passing. Downs, just running downs, really. Right. So if it's second and short, yeah, he's you know, he's in there. If it's first and ten, yeah, he's in there. But if it's second and fifteen, Nevis is on the sidelines. So they have that rotation going, and it keeps them fresh. And, and Willie Jefferson, I know he slowed down in the second half of the
0: year, but I mean, he just does whatever he wants. Yeah, it's impressive. Uh, it's really cool to see. Manitoba boys bring the Grey Cup to Manitoba for the first time since 1990, and Steve Simmons came out with an article, Grey Cup Week, saying that Andrew Harris should not be allowed to play. Yeah, Steve Simmons is a- because that's what baseball does. So we should just do that. Steve, there's a thing called the CBA. Maybe you should read it. Can't just throw that away.
1: No, it's a he's he's an agenda. He's, He's literally just looking for clicks, which I get. But right. I don't understand how him and Terry Jones still have jobs because they are not good at them. Harris, like, Am I saying anything that's wrong? Am I saying anything that we don't hear
0: at Spirit of Edmonton every year? Andrew Harris had 18 carries for 134 yards and a rushing touchdown. Then had five catches. For thirty-five yards, and that eighteen-yard touchdown he had—that was that was wide receiver material. That was unreal. And we had everybody, or everybody had Chris Trevor throwing. I know the touchdown, right? I know the first passing touchdown in the Grey Cup is thrown by Chris Strebler. You know where everyone said that, nah. He, he can't, can't throw. He can't complete per- passes, and I know he only had Let, three of them. Let's but. be
1: honest. Three completions, that was his longest one at 18 yards. Yeah. And it was probably 25, 26 yards in the air. Right. We didn't see him throw any further than that.
0: Right. Hey, perfect passer rating. That. that that's fair. Is Carlos just a game manager? I think I
1: think. He, well, he's a completely different quarterback than he was before he got hurt. Before, before his – he was going to win MLP that year. Yes. Right? Yes. He's a completely different player now.
0: He could run then. or He, he, he was mobile. He, now, was a little more, he was a little more mobile. Yeah.
1: Um, and I think any quarterback can succeed in Winnipeg because of the system. And I think that's what a lot of it is. You know what? I uh, that's why I wonder does, does it make him a game man It probably makes him a game manager more than he just is already a game The manager. system. It's the system that he's in that you know just lends itself to that.
0: But the, we didn't really see this from him in Saskatchewan last
1: year. No, we saw him just make stupid
0: decisions and throw picks on screens. Like just completely mm-hmm. different guy and I don't know if he would have looked like this if he didn't get hurt the third play into the season. Yeah. But he sure did when he you know played the last few games for the Bombers, and if the Bombers don't make that trade with Toronto, they don't win the Grey Cup. I don't think so.
1: Because now you're relying on Sean McGuire because of Strattler's broken
0: foot. Because there's no way Strattler takes every snap. He couldn't. I mean, it was admiring to see... What he did do, Mm -hmm. but he wasn't going to play the whole game. No, and you know it's it's going to be
1: sorry. It's going to be another one of those when they when they do the engraved on a nation for this year. Yeah, for this team, that's going to be the it's going to be a huge part of that story. Uh, And it's gonna it's gonna be great Cup like it's going to be one of the performances that we're always going to talk about. Is Dane Evans still going to be? I think their guy. I think you. I, th- I think just because of the salary cap, I, th- I think it's the. I think it's the better option, uh, mainly because you can add pieces.
0: I think he won ten of his twelve games.
1: Yeah, so. uh, he's he can obviously play in this league. I, at, and we had this discussion about Fajardo, just not knowing if he's the franchise guy right now. Yeah, need, need a bit more of a sample size. Make sure that you know, he, he, injuries and stuff like that don't. Because that that is a part is is longevity and durability. Yeah, uh, so, you know we could see a little bit more from Dane Evans before we make that proclamation. But I think if they want, they could get they could get a pretty hefty return if they were to trade Jeremiah Masoli. And you know they're going to save all that money on the salary cap to add
0: other pieces. I do feel for guys like Brandon Banks. Yeah, who. Oh, what a year. The MOP, he had six catches for 72 yards got before hurt, leaving the game. got hurt twice. He did.
1: He had an upper body, and then I don't know, I couldn't really tell what happened right when he got, when he got hurt for the second time. Uh, but once he started walking, you could just tell by the way he was walking that there was no yeah. way he was coming back. Yeah. Uh,
0: and after that, I mean, the Cats tried to run the ball. And they did have some success from it, but, I mean, when the score starts, Mm -hmm. you know, and then the clock keeps ticking, uh, the the running game just wasn't going to get them back into this game. Mm -hmm. So it was just dominance, top to bottom, Mm -hmm. from the Winnipeg Blue Bombers, uh, the MVP of the Grey Cup, the most outstanding Canadian, was Andrew Harris sending that out to his haters. For the first time. Ever that we've had most sounding yes. and the and the Great Cup
1: Almost MLP. fifty years. Um yeah, nineteen seventy one. Russ Jackson won most assigning player of the Great Cup he in nineteen sixty nine and obviously. he would have got it. Yeah. So I mean if you want to put an asterisk, whatever. But there probably should be an asterisk next to this record anyways.
0: Looking at looking Look and in Aldo Wam places. <laughs> <laughs> but
1: Whoa. you know the performance that he put on today, and I, I, I had a feeling when we woke up this morning, I didn't feel good about my bets. I did not right. feel good about my pick because the way that Andrew Harris played in the semi in the West semi in the West final, he has played pissed off with a yep. chip on his shoulder and like he's not going to get stopped tonight. He's the
0: Calgary sirens in the background.
1: Yeah, you can pretty much set your clock to it. Um. <laughs> You know, and he he would abused. He he made the second level. Oh yeah. Of the tie cast defense look like they were playing Pop Warner.
0: Yeah, it was it was almost when not fair. At his time first time.
1: rushing touchdown. I basically said in my head. I didn't say it out loud because I didn't want to believe it. But the game was over. Yeah. And you know. Well, Winnipeg will give you field goals all day because yeah. they're they going to play that game too because they have the best kicker in the league. So
0: what, what did they have to lose at that point? And the time of possession game, the Bombers had it for ten minutes. More than 10 minutes,
1: minutes. 10 minutes more.
0: Yeah. It was just dominance from top to bottom. And our boy, Kenny the King Lawler, is the leading receiver for the Bombers. Three catches for 52 yards. Henry Burris called him Kenny the King.
1: Both of us pointed at the TV. Almost crapped ourselves. <laughs> and then you made sure to tweet out that it was you that came up with it. Now and that, it's
0: taking off. And that, and that everybody needs to recognize. Is he going to have a crown? And He'll Jefferson, have one at the parade. Jefferson will have the belt. Yeah. But Lawler should have the crown he, at the parade.
1: 100% he will. There's no way that somebody <laughs> doesn't give him one. Even if it's just a Burger King one. <laughs> okay. What did you think about uh, Keith Urban? Um, I have no, I have zero complaints. Yeah. Uh, I didn't like the fact. Okay, so like, I lied. It's made for TV. Yeah. <clears throat> okay, no, that I get. Whatever. Yeah, yeah. Uh I think it's I, you have a cable cam. Use it. Let's yeah. put it in the round. Let's figure this out. Yeah. Um, when he played "Blue Ain't Your Color," <laughs>
0: I'm
1: like, okay, I get it. Played a lot of new newer stuff. Just kind of takes the air out a little bit but I mean the last two sound like he picked it up yeah yeah but I didn't expect him to play as much of it as he did um, it will never live up to Headley. nothing will ever live up to Headley because of
0: the snow the snowmobiles
1: I'm like why do they have snow oh my god <laughs> it's tough to beat the dog sled too yeah but Shania Twain doesn't sing like Shania Twain used to okay and that's I couldn't handle that <laughs> she her outfit was great though the parts that were missing but uh, this might. This is probably the sec. This is definitely the second best one that I've seen. I've only been to four. I know. Yeah. But, uh But if people are going to complain about it, it's just because they don't like country music. Yeah, that's and it, true. And you, you're always going to get the. Oh, it should be Canadian, but there was a Canadian in Edmonton last year, and people complain. People complain. They announce it, and people are like, "Who? Yeah." I know who Alicia Carr is. I don't like Alicia Carr. Does it change my mind on whether or not I'm going to the game? No, so you know what? Shut up! If you don't like it, don't watch it. Yeah. What? Why do you have to like? If you're not going to the game, like, oh my god, you have to find something to do for half an hour during half. Like,
0: f- figure it out. <laughs> it was a big get for the CFL. Bottom it's line, huge, huge. Like, it's up there with. Black Eyed Peas in in BC and was that, oh, five. Yeah, I think something like that. They were huge
1: then. They, they were, were on top of the world, and they, they put were... on one of the worst CFL half times I've ever watched. But people still loved it. I'm yeah. like, you guys are the problem. Yeah, <laughs> you just. Oh, it's, I, I'm just. I just hate people.
0: We might have to just shut this thing down. <laughs> I'm not saying. You people. Oh! (laughs) Okay, here come the complaints. Good thing it's a podcast. Good thing we're not on the CBC. Yeah, because we could get shut down uh, like that. You know what? The state of the league we went to on Friday, Mm -hmm. I thought was Ambrose's finest state of the league we've been to. So
1: I'm not going to name names because I don't remember it. (laughs) But when he got asked one particular question, she started the question with a statement and she said that he said that he doesn't want to spend resources on the fans they already have. And from that point on, Randy was taking <laughs> from nobody. He would he was fired up. He was fired up. Somebody used the word afraid of the words afraid of the NFL. I'm sorry. I I, I believe that they're not afraid of the NFL. There's no reason to be. The Look at the playoff rating. Yes. But there's people that do like both leagues. Yeah. I am one of them. Why would I want why would you want to split the market if you don't have to? If you can play games Thursday, Friday, Saturday, why wouldn't you do that? Do I like Super Saturdays? No. Would I prefer to have a game on a Sunday or you know a Friday night doubleheader? Like you could own the market on Friday nights. So. Oh yeah. Yeah. Um, but you know, there was some questions where he was just taking none of it. He,
0: he, he did say when it w it always comes up moving up the season and all that two weeks, two weeks ago, it was a snowstorm. a snowstorm it was terrible. It was snowed by Halloween in Alberta. Uh, you couldn't fly into Calgary. Could, I don't think. So, so then what? <laughs> There's. It's just unpredictable. It's just where it's, we live. You're you're telling me that the Canadian climate
1: is like weird. Oh, like it's. Yeah. Let's be honest. It's pretty freaking weird that we live here.
0: <laughs> it is. We put up with this like, a lot of crap. Yeah,
1: and all we do is bitch. We do nothing to change it. Like we yeah. don't move. What's
0: well, like the gas prices? Yeah, you are still be, gonna buy it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Right. Exactly. Um. Yeah, you can. Let's have Grey Cup in July here when there's a snowstorm. Yeah, in Calgary. He seemed very firm of like, okay, we'll start the season May long and yeah, play in the snow then. Like, when's better? There, there isn't. Uh,
1: it would be nice to have Grey Cup in more domed stadiums, and I, I only say that. But there's only one. There's only one now. One less to get, figure out the O. Yeah, yeah. But. And maybe go back to Rogers play, Rogers Center. I, I wouldn't want that, but I would understand if they did. Uh, but you know the controlled environment thing for your championship game. But
0: both teams are playing in the same conditions. And some of the most legendary Grey Cups we talk the, about the Fog Bowl, the Ice Bowl, you know, Mud Bowl, the Mud Bowl lap or
1: two years ago in Toronto,
0: yeah, Ottawa. or in
1: Ottawa, sorry, with all the snow. Brown's catch was in a in a yes. in a whiteout like.
0: It, it's part of the charm. It adds to the
1: scene. And I've gone to Lake on May Long. Oh, it sucks. Right. You know why? Because the weather's the weather blows. Yeah, you could wake up; it could be plus twenty, and the next day you could have an inch of snow on the ground. So, yeah, why? What does it matter if we play in that crap at the start of the year, or we play in it at the end of the year?
0: And they can't move the uh, the school year. So, if Vanier Cup was mm-hmm. on a different weekend, I bet you'd get Va- way less attention. Va- Vanier Cup being two, two three weeks after
1: Great Cup. Nobody's going to... There are going to be the people that are... Of course. Could, like, you sport. and Yeah, you sport. <laughs> CIS. <laughs> there are people that love it. Yeah. Right? So, I mean, th- those markets are still going to watch and everything. But it was a... We were in the food hall, and it was a big deal. Helps that the Dinos were in it, and we're yeah, in Calgary, of course. But it's like Sunday. If you're going out for lunch, or you know, you're going somewhere, it's like, oh, Benny cups on, so F and A. Yeah, right. But yeah, to have it three weeks later it doesn't make any sense. Um,
0: but I, this whole it's cold. <laughs> Like, have, no, no. I'm a young guy. Were, were people talking about this like during the 1868 Grey Cup? They probably were, maybe, but, maybe. But nobody knew because they didn't have the internet. Yeah, maybe. They still don't have it in Winnipeg. They don't even have an airport yeah. yet. <laughs> maybe that's it. That's it.
1: We're, yeah, we're, we're hearing fine. more of it now because of social media. Yeah. That's
0: all it is.
1: Yeah, yeah. And you know,
0: those people are wrong. Yeah. Okay. There you go. The 107th great cup is in the books. You're full of hot takes after that empty uh, Bet365. Yeah, that that's the only thing that went sideways this weekend. <laughs> you were just looking for <laughs> the penub. Long <laughs> rot long places. I don't know. I don't know. We are a part of the Alberta Podcast Network, powered by ATB. Uh, I, I I just want to give a shout out to Kyle Marshall again. Mm-hmm. Uh, he helped record and put together that nice little mix of Two and Out Live. He's uh, the owner of Media Lab YYC. So check out MedialabYYC.com. He hosts two podcasts called Creative Block and Putting It Together. See his work and others. A part of the Alberta Podcast Network and AlbertaPodcastNetwork.com. We're now into the off-season. What off-season? I just say that because we saw Dustin Nielsen and...
1: lieutenant eric last night and that's a big thing on their show uh he also had two naps yesterday which i was very jealous of uh i have a feeling that in another week we're gonna be doing another show because of the coaching carousel drig andrea
0: like a mother (laughs) allegedly all right rate review and subscribe we will talk to you when some coaches start getting fired talk to you soon thanks for listening Find more great shows like this at CF Pod Network on Twitter.